Let's open our Bibles this morning to Colossians chapter 2, Paul's epistle to the church at Colossae, and the second chapter. Let me begin reading at verse 7 and read a few verses. Let's get verse 6. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Going back to verse 6, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. That is one of the as-so constructions in our language. As, in the way it's been defined here, so, make sure that you're doing it that same way over here. As, so. It's a common comparison of clauses in our language. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. This is not receiving Jesus as your personal Savior. It has nothing to do with that. There is no such thought in the Bible. This is receiving the apostolic preaching of the apostles about Christ Jesus the Lord. Because verse 7 is going to tell us that. But you should know that already just by reading it. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, how you heard and what you heard from the apostles about Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him just that way. Live the Christian life just that way as you received instruction from the apostles. That's verse 6. Further elaboration on what you received and how you're to walk. Verse 7. Rooted. That means to have your foundation firmly settled in Christ Jesus and built up in him. The whole structure of your Christian life and worship should be based on what you have received from the apostles and established in the faith. Look at those words. Rooted, built up, established. You are confirmed and solidly planted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The faith once delivered to the saints. As ye have been taught, there it is again, explaining to us about how you received the Lord Jesus in verse 6. It's how you were taught by the apostles. And what the Apostle Paul is arguing here is don't be moved away from the apostolic doctrine of Christ. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Our religion should be one full of thanksgiving and praise. It appalls me. And it discourages me what some of you think about. It amazes me how your minds can get so distracted to utter vanity. People, places, things, no value, no profit, no praise. When we come in here, especially, we want our thoughts to be centered around him. We want to be rooted and built up and established in that faith 
the apostolic faith. Because outside these walls, there is no apostolic faith. I mean, the world's not going to remind us of being rooted and planted and established in Christ Jesus. So we come in here to do it, but we want to abound in it with thanksgiving in that seventh verse. Abounding therein. Therein. Wherein? In what? In where? In Christ Jesus the Lord. We want to be abounding in thanksgiving. So, you know, today, with all the distracting thoughts of our lives, with all the distracting things the world throws at us, we need to put them aside and embrace apostolic Christianity centered around the Lord Jesus Christ and abound with thanksgiving. It should be overwhelming us. And we should want to overwhelm each other with a thankful spirit and a thanks and a mouth-giving thanks to his name. Verse 8, beware. And here's a warning. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. That is lying, emptiness, and nothingness. And the philosophy of the world, the tradition of men, the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. There's one sentence in verse 8. Beware. They're going to try to steal it from us. You know, when it says beware here, the two main errors that Paul had to deal with with this church and others was Jewish legalism and pagan philosophy. And he's going to tell us what pagan philosophy he's talking about in the next verse. But right here, it's Jewish legalism, touch not, taste not, handle not, Seventh-day Adventism, if you need a little bit of help, and pagan philosophy about the nature of Jesus Christ. Because the next verse is, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's one of our favorite statements about the identity of the full deity of Jesus Christ. In him, that is in Jesus of Nazareth, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus is not a begotten God like the Nicene Creed says he is. And like all church confessions, except a few Baptists state, Jesus is not a begotten God. Jesus is not a God. Jesus is Jehovah God without begetting and without modification in the body of Jesus of Nazareth. And so verse 8 is a warning about being spoiled. This chapter will go on to bring up the Seventh-day Adventism approach to Christianity when it says in verse 21, touch not, taste not, handle not. And it tells us in verse 20 that that kind of thinking are the rudiments of the world. That's a worldly religious idea of obeying ticky-tacky rules, and that's what God wants from us the most. And living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? which all are to perish with the using. I'm just reading from verses 20, 21, and 22. Verse 23, which things indeed have a show of wisdom in will worship and humility. Monks in a monastery, nuns in a convent, they show a great deal of will worship in their temperance and their discipline and their abstinence, but that isn't the religion of Jesus Christ. The religion of Jesus Christ is being established, built up, planted, rooted, in the doctrine that Jesus of Nazareth is the fullness of the Godhead in a body. And, verse 10, ye are complete in him. We don't need Pope or Mary or Mediatrix or Cardinals or Bishops or anyone else. Ye are complete in him. Jesus Christ is the end all of our salvation and our hope, and everything is in him. 
And what a wonderful statement it is right there, opening up verse 10, which is the head of all principality and power. Now, you know, you should know where that little phrase is going and that clause is going. Jesus Christ is the head of all angels, good and evil, the head of all devils, the head of all princes in the air. Because a principality is the domain or dominion of a prince. That's why the first letters of the word principality. A principal, we have municipalities. And a municipality is an area of a social division. The municipality of, say, Greenville County. But this is a principality. There's no prince in Greenville County yet. There's magistrates. But in the air... And in the angelic realm, there's principalities because there are princes. There's the prince of the power of the air that we're going to be dealing with today. But Jesus is the head of all principality and spiritual power outside of our sight for our complete deliverance and salvation. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers. Because he's the head of them all. And so let's be abounding in thanksgiving today for the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of all principality and power, and in whom we are complete. Nothing needs to be added to us. Let's beware, let any, lest anyone, whether it's an angel from heaven or any man, Paul doesn't care if that any man is Karl Barth, a theologian you may not even have heard of, Billy Graham, you may have heard of him, Origen, Constantine, or anyone else. Beware lest any man. Paul said, if an angel from heaven preaches any other gospel than that which I've preached unto you, let that angel from heaven be accursed. Right. Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 9. And let's be rooted and built up in him. It's all about him. Our salvation is all about him. And our joy today should be all about him. And we should be abounding with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we bless and praise thy holy name. And we thank thee. And we give thanks. And we are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ, your great gift to us. We believe these words. And we thank thee for having saved us from the philosophy and vain deceit of men and the rudiments of their false worldly religions and given us cause by apostolic doctrine in our preserved New Testaments of our King James Bibles to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we have received in the pages of the New Testament the carefully laid out instruction and doctrine about Jesus Christ, we are rooted in him and planted in him and built up in him and established in him, and we pray that you would help us to remain so. Amen. Heavenly Father, if any man comes preaching another Jesus or another spirit or another gospel, deliver us from such heresy and cause us to remain firmly committed and contending for the faith once delivered to the saints. We thank thee for the apostles that you raised up and sent for us, especially our beloved brother Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
is the fullness of the Godhead in a body. He is not a begotten God, and we defy the eternal sonship of the Roman Catholic Church and the Reformed churches that came out of her. We defy that heresy. We know that Jesus of Nazareth is Jehovah God in the flesh. The Word of God that is God. All things were created by Him, and without Him was nothing created that was made. We thank Thee for knowing this truth. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that we are complete in Him, that there is nothing to be added to the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are completely righteous in Him. We are completely without blame in Him, that nothing can be laid to our charge because of His complete justification of our souls. And Heavenly Father, we bless and praise Thee that He is the head of all principality and power, that You have promoted Him because of His death on the cross for us and His glorious resurrection and His ascension into heaven and His coronation there, that He is the head of these principalities and powers and they cannot separate us from Your love for us that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank Thee for this stronghold in which we are now kept by the power of God. And we praise Your name for it. Heavenly Father, forgive us. Forgive us for the appalling, ridiculous, vain thoughts that we waste our minds on. Heavenly Father, direct our minds and our attention. Direct our hearts and our affection toward the Lord Jesus Christ. That if at no other time today in thy house, in the temple of the living God, our thoughts and affections might be toward thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us rejoice in him. Let us praise him in song. Praise him in prayer. Praise him in preaching, in hearing, and our fellowship together around him. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask that you would put a hedge around this place today and around these people and around our worship and hold the powers of darkness at bay and bless us with the power of the light of the Son of Righteousness that he might shine in this house and that you would send the power of Pentecost among us that the Spirit of the living God might lift us up and anoint us and prepare us And show us wonderful things out of thy word. Show us the Lord Jesus Christ that we might love him more dearly and serve him more faithfully. These blessings that we ask this day, we pray for all your scattered churches throughout the world, your servants and your saints, whether they be together in a congregation or alone, that you will be with them as well. Forgive us our sins, Heavenly Father. Forgive us for being worldly-minded, carnally cold, distracted, diverted, dysfunctional, when we could be and we should be by divine power in Christ Jesus the Lord and the Spirit of the living God rejoicing today in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for saving us. O Lord, continue to save us from this evil world and take us to your heavenly kingdom, and send the Lord Jesus Christ for us soon. Our trust is in 
thee through him. And now we pray your blessing upon us that all that we say and do will be pleasing in thy sight and according to the due order of Scripture. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. Amen.